I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. April and I have switched roles. All, actually, you know what's so funny? People get confused with us. With us. They're like, which, they call us the Aprils or the Amys. Yeah. Um, and you wanted me to. And we're pretty, we're pretty sure that we shared some past lives together. And I had a whole bunch of terrible back pain last week. And now I'm healed. Now you have terrible back pain. Yay. I'm sorry. I gave it to you. It's only upper back. And I've never had... I've never had back pain before. Even I was a gymnast for 13 years. Yeah, you are. And I can still do some gymnastics. Do a flip right now. No, no, your back pain. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm not going to do it. And I was excited for this episode because it is a person that's a multiple repeat guest. Yes. And it's not Stevie Nicks, but it's Lisa Nicks. Yeah. Because I love Stevie Nicks and I love that Lisa Nicks' last name is Nicks. Lisa Nicks Baltazar and her partner, wonderful partner, husband, soulmate, uh, second soulmate, actually, uh, they join us. They've been on our show multiple times. I think we talked about At Burning Man, too. You interviewed them. I wasn't uh, there. At Burning Man. Yeah, we did an episode in, uh, in their trailer. Do you think Burning, Burning Man. Man will ever happen again? Yeah, someday, like in 2029. Well, people already wore masks. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like Bernie Man. There wasn't there. a lot of social distancing, yeah. only in certain tents. There was not a lot of social distancing. There's going to be super social dis- distancing tents in the future. Yeah, there like, you go. You stay over there. Yeah. There'll be like a big bubble. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of land there, so there's that. Um, I've known Lisa and Chris for many, many years. Uh, you, If you've listened to past episodes, you've heard that they have a wonderful love story. And so this episode isn't just about love. It isn't just about her book. It isn't just about how to... Uh, find your person, which it does share a lot about that, but it also gives inspiration and gives hope. Also talks about how to show up as a fucking badass partner, especially for uh, penis owning folks who are fans of Volvo owning folks and the ways that you can show up and the things that you can say and do to make them feel really accepted, loved and safe, which in turn creates super juicy orgasms. Did you know that? When we recorded this episode, you were in immense pain. I was in pain. You were like, I could barely find function you couldn't tell though in the episode well we'll see they're also but just so you know everyone there was like a drill because uh, we were outside social distancing could you hear it when you were doing I, the editing i listened i haven't really fully edited but i listened a little <laughs> bit oh, yeah, I everyone i haven't fully edited yet so um but i i did kind of listen a little bit and so you can kind of hear this drill so if you hear birds a drill it was maybe, like sawing or something a saw. they were like not chopping down trees. They yeah. were just doing some construction. But we door. were social distancing. So that's why we were outside. So just be nice to us and listen. And it's a beautiful. There's a, And she shared, reads a passage from the book. So it's actually, it's kind of like a storytelling episode. But it has some tools and tips and inspiration. Especially if you're feeling like kind of down. If you're if you're doubting love, if you're in love or you're in a relationship, you're feeling like bleh. Or you're single and you're feeling like bleh. This will give you some hope. She's an absolute inspiration. Oh and my God. And she went through hell. I, I adore her. She did. And she never knew if she was going to come out. She did, yeah. She's but she, she actually didn't, didn't, didn't doubt think. it. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't doubt it, but she didn't know if she would ever find love again. Yeah. So it's an absolute amazing 
this episode is is incredible. Yeah. And her journey in general is awesome. And her book is finally out. So you have a copy right there. I do. It's called Believe. Believe. We'll read her bio in a little bit so you can learn more. April, you want to read a testimonial? I'm really excited about this testimony. This is actually some of the most incredible accolades I have read in a long time about us. That's why I was like, we need this. If I could cry, I would, but I don't have the tears right now. I'm going to punch you in the face. Then you have some tears. Oh my God. Just so much more pain. They forget about your back pain. Oh, that's true. I'm just helping you out. All right, here we go. I started listening to your podcast about a year and a half ago. It's helped me realize my life's mission is to act in ways in order to facilitate cultures of consent and body autonomy, advocate for underprivileged communities, and contribute to the creation of platforms to give them a voice, give aid to victims of sexual abuse and assault, work to end sex trafficking, and provide education as both a responsive measure to negative actions and as a preventative measure to influence people toward healthier relationships with partners and their own sexuality. Little did I know when I searched for sex podcasts and hit episode one that I would le- that it would lead to this. And I'm so glad it did. Thank you, shameless sex. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, what a mission. Yeah. When I was reading it, damn. it was like, my life's mission is to save and, the world. Yeah. I was like, damn. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. incredibly written. Thank you for yeah. whomever it was that chose to give us this amazing testimonial. I I adore you and and all of, all of this incredible, what do you call it? Like, uh, it's not only accolades. It's like this incredible... Um, it's like vetting someone. We're like, yeah, you want to write my uh, <laughs> my next uh, CV for me? I mean, what? Yeah, my what letter a, of recommendation. What an honor that we come on here. We talk about April's anal anniversary and uh, back pain and yeast infections and <laughs> and sex and our our trials and tribulations and all these things and, and all Amy's these other things. Engorged bro- broccolins glands. Broccoli Barthelins. Broccoli glands. glands. I thought it was called broccoli glands. <laughs> and we do a lot more. We bring in all these educators, and so it's not just us. I want to give credit to all of our educators as well. But um, thank you to the listener. They also said something about how our podcast has helped their relationship in some ways and I, it was, we just had to shorten it a little bit but I wanted to show it because that is a powerful mission damn yeah I'm, Amy does yeah. cry every once in a while and calls me up and has I'm like, moments I do too sometimes it's so beautiful. I'm just less uh, I think I feel like I'm less emotional and plus I get nervous about reading some of the I have reviews because I have I'll be more like, free oh. time too because your job with Hot Octopus takes a lot more time so I read all the emails pretty much and, and you see some of them and so I'm like that's hey. why we have a beautiful partnership I know we just respect each other chip and dip for life and you also still do tons of coaching you have two coaching sessions after this podcast which I do. takes a lot of energy I coach my dog and that's about it. He's passed out right now. And exactly. So I did a good did job you coach today. him to pass out? Yeah. Like you will pass out. Are you going to read a sex question? Yes, I am. Sex ah. question. My wife. Oops. <laughs> I already started it incorrectly because I went to the sentence <laughs> down below. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That's good. Psych. Okay. I'm going to keep that on here though. My question is how would I go about introducing more anal play into the bedroom? Since before I met my wife, I had a few transgendered partners and enjoyed it. I consider myself trisexual since you can't knock something until you try it. Also note that my wife is very conservative in the bedroom. And it's try T-R-Y, not T-R-I. I mean, that's what just, they put now. They wrote it. Yeah. yeah. So FYI. So it's like try, like, like I, as they said, yeah. try. Like I try all the things until yeah. I, and then if I say it's not my thing. And, I, and so I, I actually really like this next question. One, because of that too. 
Um, I, I often say my body is my research project. And there's certain things I'll get a no to before trying. I just won't try it. I already know. And I listen to that. But a lot of times I'm like, I don't, I don't like babies. Go- you Let's try you tried golden showers and you weren't that into it. Yeah, I tried a golden shower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I, I was the giver of a golden shower once and <laughs> I tried it and I was like, you know, this is not just not really my thing. You know, it's just not just not really my jam. And um, but, but, you know, everyone has their own things that they're into and a lot of people are into it. It's um, warm. Golden showers can be nice. I know. Yeah. I mean, I've. Well, it was nice. I like them anywhere, but in the bedroom because I have shame around when I used to pee to bed when I was little. So you don't want me to give you a golden shower? Not in the bed. This episode is not about golden showers, everyone. <laughs> so coming back to the sex question, trisexual is awesome. We're not saying that everyone needs to be trisexual. If you have a no to something, don't do it. Just listen to yourself. And just because someone else is into something doesn't mean you have to do it. But to the question about anal play, you've had some transgender partners that enjoyed it. First of all, the ass is a universal orifice, right? So everyone has an ass, and uh, regardless of if you are a penis owner, vagina owner, or all the in betweens, all the all the uh, different d- uh, differentiations of genitals, um, everyone that I know of, uh, for the most part, has a butt. And some people have a butt that has a prostate in it. That's usually penis owners. And so there's a different level or way of accessing pleasure that can happen through anal play. So what I'm just pointing out here is that you've had some transgender partners that enjoy it, but a lot of people that enjoy it are or are not transgendered. All kinds of folks enjoy it of all orientations and identities. Um, In regards to your partner, your wife being conservative in the bedroom, God, this is the, do we always say this for every sex question? Talk about it. <laughs> have a conversation. You know, let them know. Maybe you don't have to. I mean, it depends if your wife is comfortable hearing stories about your past. But if they are, or she is, you can say, you know, I've experienced this in the past. This is something I'm, I'm, I'm into exploring. Are you into exploring this? And if they're conservative, just really starting small. It doesn't have to be full-on penetrative sex, right? You can start with fingers or a really small sex toy. We have some great ones at purepleasureshop.com, everyone. You go to purepleasureshop.com, you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. And we have all kinds of sweet butt plugs and things. Um, but this, it's a great way to start, especially if someone's conservative. And I don't know what that means. Does that mean that she's uncomfortable talking about sex, exploring sex? Does she like, quote, uh, air quotes, vanilla sex? I'm watching The Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale, so I feel like <laughs> that's conservative in my brain right now. Oh I was like, god. oh my god. That's just rapey. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. What, what is the level of conservatism? That is, that, yeah, that's some extremism right there. Great show, everyone, though. We should, should watch it. Um, so, yeah, I would, but just starting to have a conversation, introducing, open the conversation, starting slow and small. And, uh, you know, just, and we have so many episodes on anal sex. I actually know the number of one of them because it's 108, which is like, um, you know, prayer beads. There were 108 yeah. prayer beads with Charlie Glickman. Cause he's like, I'm 108. No way. Aww. It's awesome. Anal sex with Charlie Glick- Glickman episode 108. I'll tell you, tell you all about it. And we've done it. one or two after that as well. Oh God, I feel like we've done a lot. Of, people and love anal. They we've do. Done so many episodes. And I'll just tell this listener, I did struggle with, uh, anal sex for a long time having I really wanted to have anal sex with a partner and it wasn't happening not because of the lack of trying it was because I was just so tense when it came to addressing the bum and so I would try toys I would try lube and it was still like I was not ready and then finally I just had the right partner in the right time and it was like 
the the breath work that was involved and the relaxation and also it is a level of letting go and you have to trust your partner. So if you're willing to be patient and slow and if your partner that is going to be the receiver is also willing to try and it might not work the first time or the second time or the third time and then try again. But always this – like Amy was talking about, the small pieces, the mm. finger or the small toy. Take your time. And then relaxing and the lube. Like those are the best things. I and, think the receiver also having a little more control too yeah. and, and communicating along the way. Uh, Sometimes though for me, I didn't know what would be the right positions to be in and I didn't know what I would actually enjoy – feeling when I was in doggy style or if I was in control on top and sort in and, and sort of thrusting not thrusting because it was a gentle yeah you don't it's not a lot of like in down. and out it's more no. like like a, mo- a the movement. in and out is really actually painful well until your ass opens up then you can do it but it takes a long time for it, it to takes do a minute that. yeah yeah the like pulling out minutes, and then going back minutes. in right yeah. so I would say that the patience piece is huge yeah. and if your partner your wife even if she's conservative if she can understand that with a little bit of trying slow 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 and slower go slower than slow and then slower than that and then when it gets to a piece where you're both like okay this is okay and if you're if and if you are a cock owner a penis owner and your penis does sometimes get soft without a lot of stimulation with the slowness. You can take your penis out and then use the fingers or a toy mm. and then, and then, uh, go again. So it's, it's a trial and error. Yeah. Thing. But the good thing is that because of our podcast and other educational resources, you can have less error because a lot of people watch porn. That's how they learn. They're like, oh, yeah. I hate anal sex or the doctor well, when it hurts. That is scary. It'll ruin it. Or the doctor yeah. puts a glove on they put, oh, God. they're not there to pleasure you. And so they ruin it for the, they're not ruining it, but it, a lot of people think that's what anal sex. I think like. most of the the my great vagina owning friends in the world, a lot of them have, that have had negative anal experiences, it's because it slipped in. Yeah, and accidental. It, and it hurts. Feels like someone punches you in the stomach. Yeah. yeah, and then they were like, "Oh my god, I'll never do that again." I was like, "Whoa, that's not how." Please it's don't to go. rule it out because yeah. it wasn't supposed to be that way. That was an accident or someone yeah. that didn't warm you up enough. And you can stick your fingers in your own bum as well while you're getting vaginal. So I've been doing that lately, and it's actually quite fun. I do that too. Yeah, I, yeah I'm. I'm. It's very... hot. It's like stick one finger in. Now another. Now I'm going to open up my ass. Open that ass up. <laughs> but good question. I like this question. a great question. question. Good luck to you. And again, we have all kinds of April, anal episodes. April, 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 anal, April. anal episodes. Uh, August is anal August. So if you look in the month of August for our past three years, we have all kinds of anal episodes in August because that's, that's our favorite month. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to read a bio, but before we do, April, I want to talk to you about Butter. Are you talking about butter in the bed? I'm talking about butter. You know what I want? I want certain things in my life to feel like butter. I want my man's skin to feel like butter. I want my sheets to feel like butter. My skin feels like butter, but I don't have man's skin. I want your skin to feel like (laughs) butter. When I say butter, I want it to feel smooth. I want to feel silky. I want it to like envelop me. And here's the thing about our beds, everyone. 
we spend about a third of our life in that thing. Crazy. This is a place to invest money in. This is a place you, and you get what you pay for. And I was a huge, 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 huge fan of Brooklyn and sheets. I actually was like, it used to be cheap on sheets. And then I brought Brooklyn and she's like, you know what? I'm going to get some good sheets. And every time I slip into that, not only do I feel really good about myself and I feel like my skin feels nice, but it also feels kind of sexy when I have sex in them. I'm in, I'm having sex in these like buttery sheets. So this is something that I highly advocate for. If you're going to invest in something, please invest in, in, in the thing that you spend a third of your life in that feels really good on your body, on your skin, and feels a little sexy. And it gets softer every time you wash them. Amy had already bought Brooklyn in sheets. And then when they sent me free sheets, I was like, yes, I love these sheets so much. And every time I've washed them twice now, they get softer get and better. softer. And Amy knows how particular I am oh. about She's aesthetics. She's like, mm-hmm. so aesthetics are just as important to me as softness. And they have beautiful options, patterns, solids, luxe, or you can get like more standard style for any size your bed is in. Y'all do not take our words for granted right now. Go check out Brooke Linen because you will love it. Silky butter, butter. on your skin, sexy time or just sleep time. You're going to love it. So let's do 2021 right. Do something for yourself and start the new year right with Brooke Linen. And to help you do that, they have a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code SHAMELESS to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code SHAMELESS to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more and you get free shipping. brooklinen.com, use code SHAMELESS at checkout. All right, it's bio time. Bio time. Read, so Lisa, read that thing. Read it. Thanks. Thanks, I try. You're good at it. Lisa Nix Baltazar is an inspirational speaker, teacher, sacred soulmate coach, and the author of Believe. Her memoir sharing her amazing odyssey through deep loss, grief, love, and life where tragic meets magic. I love that. Lisa's passion and purpose in life is to educate and inspire humanity through sharing her magical story of love, hope, and miracles. To learn more, visit sacredsoulmates.com. All right, let's dive on in. All right, everyone, it is interview time. So this interview, uh, just so you know, let's go paint the picture. First of all, is with repeat guests, which you probably heard us say in the intro. Um, and this is actually their fourth time back on our show. Dear friends, and also they live right down the street from April. We won't tell you where because then you'll want to. We're in their beautiful backyard, their eucalyptus, eucalyptus trees. A hot tub calling our names. A hot tub calling our names. I'll probably go in on Friday. Um, but we are outside. We're social distancing here. We're by a fireplace. The sun's probably going to go down in about an hour. There's birds chirping. If you hear any weird sounds, it's because we're in nature. So please be. And it's an forgiving. adorably cozy home. Yes. I just want to say, you walk in, and the energy is is intoxicating. I know. I want maybe to... it's the wine too. It's intoxicating. Yeah, right? all of the above. All of it. I just want to snuggle. So we're here with uh, Lisa and Chris. We know for a fact they are on episode number forty-five. Yes. That's well, Chris true. actually was quiet on that one, but he was there in the room. <laughs> Um, they were on the episode that we recorded in Burning Man in an RV. We also did an episode called Be Empowered, All One Word, and that was Chris's episode, too. Um, and so they were going to talk specifically 
about Lisa's book release that is out. And it's not just promoting a book release. We actually have a lot of tools and tips we're going to share with you about this journey that inspired this book, Believe, but also about sacred soulmates. Okay, if you don't like the word sacred, we're going to talk about um, how to find your right partner for you that is meeting you where you are at in this lifetime and how that, that how, what that journey is like. But also... Aligned soulmates? Aligned? Alignment. Yeah, aligned soulmates. Um, also, how to have really deep, hot, connected sex. Okay, we just sold this episode. Um, <laughs> people are like, I want that. Um, what does that take? You know, what does it take with the individual work? What does it take to have a partner show up in that way for you where you can fully let go and release and all of a sudden you're having juicy orgasms. You're more connected with your partner. Your intimacy is better and deeper. Um, and so we are going to cover all of these topics in about 40 minutes. I don't know if <laughs> think we can do it. Let's Jeff. just say it's probably going to be more. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So to start, you know, we have your book, Believe, but we, we already read a little bit about you in the intro. Um, I think instead of diving into more about what, cause we'll do more about your, you know, the work that you do, um, Let's go ahead and dive right into just the beginning of your story. Again, we talked about this a little bit in episode 45, but this story about uh, your journey. One, you know, Lisa, you had a really big journey of having a soulmate for years. They ended up having brain cancer, right? They passed away. You were devastated. It took years, this journey of healing, finding yourself. Um, and then you found another soulmate who are you next to right now and i watch i've seen your love together I, it is inspirational everyone this is the love that you want um but can you two share a little bit more about that uh, what about what the, you know the more clip notes version of what that story is like i know it's in your book as well oh it's time for me hello listeners yeah. <laughs> um First, I just want to say it's so awesome to be back with you guys. I love what you're doing and educating. And, yeah, if this story can inspire or help just one person out there, as always, I'm so happy to do that. And I want to add a little tidbit there is that in between my husband's death from, and I was with him 27 years, from 16 till 42, that was my whole life, um, I, I did have another partner for about four and a half years. And he was going to marry me, and he was the knight in shining armor and the whole thing, and he really betrayed me and broke my heart. So I just want to share that because I think it'll resonate with with some people out there. It's like, well, yeah, you went through death, but you didn't go through betrayal as I share this story to know that really the most important thing is to always trust and open up your heart and don't give up on love. Mm. And so you wanted a cliff note kind of of the... I mean, whatever you got. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in in, in a book too, in episode 45. And I think for some people, they're, they're new. They haven't listened to that yet. And I can just tell you, it's, it is the most beautiful, inspirational story I have ever heard, especially about the you two coming together. But I think Mm. so many people have either gone through heartbreak, betrayal, you know, grieving of someone, you know, passing or something. I mean, we're all going, if you live a long life, we're all going to go through some version of that, especially in love and relationships. Also, there's disalignment in yeah. partnerships that are in existence, right? That are we're still together. There isn't death and there's not right. betrayal. There's, they're just, they're existing together. And so I think it's important. Your story is beautiful and important for all humans in whatever relationship you're in, whether it's mm-hmm. hetero or uh, hard it, or easy. it's not easy. like far-fetched and woo-woo where people are like, 
well, that's only for you know super enlightened spiritual people. It's like no, this is this is real everyday people. Like you can have this too. There's a lot of people who hear about deep love and connection and someone that fully meets them and treats them like a king or queen or however you identify and you know and treats them like they're worthy. They hear about it, but because of their own wounding or experiences or the current situation in they're in it's like you they can't even imagine it for themselves it's like oprah giving out cars it's you like and you get an aligned relationship <laughs> and you get a soulmate and like, you do too but they're like no it sounds it sounds impossible and unobtainable and so a lot of this is like you, and then you add the great sex to it yes you know there's a lot of people who aren't having that or maybe have never had that yeah. and yeah. they're like uh, i've heard about it but i don't even know my worthiness tells me that i'm gonna have it so more about i mean about about that journey of yeah. like you know what was that like you lose it. You lose a soulmate. You go through this betrayal version yes, too. Yes. You have so much doubt. And April, you hit the nail on the head. I also, in between all that, put myself out in the dating world at a very at an older age, not in my twenties. And boy, did I have a lot of fun too, because you know the whole sexual finding of myself and and having a lot of relationships that weren't not aligned. And I also categorized myself once or twice, maybe four times actually, uh, men who were crazy about me. And then I ended up being a magnet to pull in their exes. You know, it's like they saw them so happy. So I, I really went through a lot. And I think the message in the book and in the story is never give up because every single person, I don't care who's listening, deserves the kind of love that I've been lucky enough to have twice. Mm-hmm. Kind of bookend between a lot of life experience. And that's that's the story. And um and there is a really amazing way that we met at Burning Man, and so hence why we recorded once at Burning Man. And I went the first time to take my husband's ashes, my first husband who passed, and I thought, oh my God, what am I getting into? I'd never been to Burning Man. And um, I met Chris, my now husband, we've been together almost 10 years, in a really amazing serendipitous way it's not woo woo it's just kind of one of those things I mean you could call it that but it's 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 pretty powerful and um it created a reason to write this story because so many people including a screenplay writer from Hollywood said you need to make this a movie and write a book first and get it published that took a long time a lot longer you said 18 years, right? Well, it's interesting because Amy was asking me prior to this, like, when did you start writing? And I thought about that last night around 2 in the morning when I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be interviewed. What, what should I say? Um, I was outside in the hospital. My husband was getting his second scan on his brain, and they knew something was really wrong with him. And I just started to panic, and I found an envelope in my purse, and I just started to write my feelings. And then from there, it turned into a journal as they went through radiation. And then I shared stories with a grief group when I was 42, and everybody else was 60, 70, and 80 years old, and I was pissed off. Why am I here? And I'm not going to love again because I'm so young that I'm probably going to – there's a percentage that I'm going to be a widow again. We – my husband and I now want to have passionate sex, maybe about 95, 98, and then just go to sleep after an orgasm. That's how I want it to be. But yeah, so I started writing and then I had my story have a really shitty ending because of the betrayal. So it set and gathered dust. And then I had this amazing way that I met Chris at Burning Man and the wisdom and the growth. And from start to finish where I really dug in and wrote it, had a couple of editors, went, tried to find publishers. That was a good five-year journey. Mm-hmm. 
And it's now out yeah. for the world to read. As of this, the, the release of this podcast has been out for like four days. Right? Four days. Yeah. And, and I, I have a, a few questions because Amy knows more about the book than I do. Yes. I'm kind of probably as raw to it as the, as the listeners are. Yeah. And so I, I'm wondering, okay, and this episode isn't about the book because... It is, but it, it, it also but is yeah, about, about the yeah, tools for everyone. It's about so much more. So, And the book's called Believe, which I'm like, that's a fucking great title because I want to believe that there are so many possibilities for anyone out there, not only to find love with someone else, but love within themselves. And I'm sure that this is part of the journey. Yes. And I guess my question is, for those folks out there, can you just talk a little bit about what your journey is and what you what you want to offer the world with um, advice and what you think that folks should know out there about about love relationships with themselves relationships with another partner i want to just want to say never give up never surrender <laughs> what is, where's that from freedom is that the oh, same movie is that braveheart we quote braveheart a lot <laughs> we, we probably should rewatch it but so we it, crave it, it right is we quote never it right. give up but surrender is what we but i well, imagine you're going to say surrender is a part of it right yeah Wait, never surrender. give up never surrender that's from galaxy quest <laughs> oh amy's mixing it's freedom and then galaxy quest well, i thought that's something like he's about never mind i want to get into it yeah okay so, <laughs> <laughs> my my one contribution so far. Was, hey, you're going to be talking more soon. Yeah. Uh, actually, surrender is, once we really get into the juicy part, so to speak, of this, um, surrendering is a huge part of it. But, yeah, so April, you know, it's, it's, it's not the journey. I mean, it's not the destination. It's the journey. What has been so, okay, I'm just saying it, fucking amazing for me with this is that I started off to write a book, and through that came, oh, you have to build a platform. And then I end up doing coaching through Sacred Soulmates and retreats and workshops and seeing people literally. I've shared my story with a shop owner once, a woman who'd been divorced and hadn't loved anybody because she was so afraid of opening up her heart. And I just shared my story in five minutes with her. And her daughter was there. The mother was crying. And she said, you've given me hope to believe in love again. And, and I'm thinking maybe, maybe I might put myself out there. And about a year later, I showed up at the shop and this woman came up to me. She goes, you're, you're the girl with the story. I started, I opened up my heart. And I found, I'm getting married. You know, like, it's just like the story had, had helped her. And there's other stories like that whenever I tr- we travel, we share it. And um, back to when I was a widow and my husband died and when I was betrayed. But really in that loss where it's like, what do I do now? You know, I just kind of want to be dead. Like, I don't, I, especially with what's happening even with the pandemic. Like, people not being able to get out. This feeling of... I'm feeling isolated. And what am I going to do? I read. And books helped me understand that a lot of the things that I was doing in my grief, having an affair with a younger man, not understanding what was going on with me, trying to refine myself, these books helped me. And so when I wrote my book, it was like, if I can help, I keep going back to that, but if I can help one person when they read these pages. And I was sharing with you earlier that my editor my first, second editor that read it, a man, because, you know, it really feels like it's more of a woman's story, but um, he turned off his timer as he was editing the story because he was so driven to tears by the emotion of love and, and connection. And he said, I had to turn off the timer because I charged by the hour and I've never been moved that much where I just really looked at my own life. And that night, a woman he had lived with for many, many years and never felt comfortable. I don't know if I want to get engaged. It shifted something in him, and he shared his feelings and got engaged to her. 
And that was just from editing my book. And so I strongly feel that love is the, is the most the most important thing in life. It's, our world needs Agreed. it right now. Our world needs it. Mother Nature, all the whole thing, you know. But it's uh, that's kind of what the, the the core of this story is about: is surrendering, love, and believing above all else. And Chris, were you in the same when you met Lisa? Were you in the same position? To, your heart was open. Were you looking <laughs> for that, or were you were you <laughs> I, I, were you confused or or in a relationship? I actually don't remember all yeah. of it although i met your ex-wife <laughs> you did? oh i almost moved into her back unit yeah oh i think i remember that story no that's a that's a really great question and um and a good connection and a good connection <laughs> and all that um and the first thing i want to say is that you know yeah i think that i think the most powerful thing this book can do for people is 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 create the mindset that you need to be in to really attract and be open to either a you know better relationship or a relationship at all you have to you have to want it and you have to believe that you deserve it and you have to um you have to really love yourself enough you have to be in a solid place within yourself because when you when you're in that place Everybody wants to go to a great party, right? When you're that party, you know, then it's like you become this gravitational force that attracts other people and will bring in the right vibe when you're, on, when you're at your highest, you know, and, and best place. Um, and I think, you know, you read books like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, and, you know, Mindset for Business and stuff. You want to have your mind in that mindset. And, and reading a book like this will, when you put it down, when you read that last chapter, you will, you will be in this space of, of hope and optimism and, and possibility. And that's a great place to just have your mind, you know, f- for that objective. So um, that's the first thing. I think the, the other thing is that you have to, like I was saying, you have to believe that you really deserve that. One of the first things Lisa said to me when she met me was she said, um, you know, I have a lot of love to give. You know, I'm a really, I'm a great partner. And, and, and she didn't say it in like a cocky way. It's like I believed it, and it was almost a little scary. She's like, "Wow, she probably does have a lot of living." <laughs> well, um, I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, and she was ready, you know. And and to answer your question, no, I was not ready. In fact, um, <laughs> oh, really? no, he was on the extreme opposite. Yeah, I was on the opposite side, which you makes know? it all the better. Um, yeah, I, and it was just a matter of timing. It's not that we aren't right for each other. It's just that I was not yet. I was I was lagging, uh, you know, several months or a year or so behind where I really needed to be with her. So I kind of had to catch up. Um, my heart and soul spoke the same language immediately, and that's what was so difficult and confusing because my brain was going no, 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 no. Because like on the way up to Burning Man, I mean, I just gone through. I was going through a divorce. Uh, I was, you know, I had finally decided that's it. I'm done. I, a been, divorce you didn't want. A divorce I didn't want. I thought I was happily married. Yes. And, um, and then I found out I wasn't. <laughs> and, and so all of a sudden, like, wow, really? Like, just out of the blue, yeah. I can't believe it. So all of a sudden, here I am single again at, in my mid-40s. I dated for a while. Kind of like her, I had some great experiences. Dating in your 40s is pretty awesome for a yeah. while. But just like in your 20s or any other decade, it gets old, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, all right, this sucks. I'm not doing this anymore. I got exhausted from it, you know, just in and out of relationships. I don't want to break up with one more person, so forget it. I'm not going to date anymore. So I decided I was going to be celibate. I was going to focus on my kids, my career. And maybe in 10 years, you know, I'll think about dating again. It's going to be much easier. Again. And I was, why get married? Because you just ruin a good relationship. Why would I want to live with somebody and argue about 
about who does turn to do the dishes and the laundry. Like, why, why mess up a good relationship like that? So that was my mindset. On the way to Burning Man, I told my buddy who dragged me there um, – Nicely, but he basically gave me no excuse to not to go. You know, he sort of dragged me there. And I was like, look, man, you know, I'll hang out with you. We'll have a good time. But, like, I don't want to meet any women. I don't want to get laid. I don't want to hook up. I just want to hang out with you. And he's like, no, don't worry. Don't worry. He's, he said, you know, even if you meet somebody, I mean, people come from all over the planet to Burning Man. The, the chances of meeting somebody who lives, like, remotely near you are just, like, astronomical. So you're fine. You're fine. So what, I'm there for three hours. And three she, hours. She, she walks three in the door. Hours. Fresh dust. Yeah. And there's this immediate connection even though there's not because i'm like not even paying attention to her but yet somehow i am it's like th- this was like the, the the duality that existed with us for a long time um and you know later in that night i'm like oh so where are you from anyway and she's like oh i live in monterey i'm like holy shit that's 45 minutes from my house god <laughs> damn, it. damn it greg <laughs> so um no i was not in that mindset um and and so there was this this um this wrestling between you know what i knew and felt in in my heart and my soul this this undeniable connection and all the chatter in my head that was like well first of all you didn't want a relationship second of all if you do want a relationship you don't want to want somebody like she's not your type and and i wasn't her type and like everything was like not aligned with like what my expectations were right so i had to really spend a lot of time over the months like like battling like what i thought was supposed to look like Mm -hmm. and accepting like this is actually way better than what you know than what um what i was expecting those are the things and that's like some of the stuff though like the mind fuck that people do to themselves i'm in my x y and z age i'm in my 40s i'm in my 30s i mean i am single now and i this is how it's supposed to be be, or these are the expectations i think that people in my this is my opinion purely people they hold these should should shoulds of what a relationship should be like all yes. the time it almost is there to their demise so it's funny yeah. because you were like she wasn't my type it was like really like why or he wasn't your type it's like how do you know what your type yeah how do you know that you're just like our sexuality and so much of our existence is fluid why isn't your type something that can be beyond what you were taught or what you thought it would be experienced the that's yeah. the key yeah we're such fluid humans we're we not are. one way all the time so, so and is surrendering yeah, yeah that's, and yeah. that's, that's surrendering. surrendering and speaking of sexuality i mean you know i've been with lots of women who were my type, but they're not here next to me now. And as great as the sex was... Ooh, that's a good one. And as great as the sex was... It wasn't as good as it is now. <laughs> it's still better now. It was better last night, you know, than it than it, than it ever was because it's just, there's nothing. I mean, that's the pinnacle is is having great sex with somebody who you just you just adore mm-hmm. and and not only adore but you actually like. Yeah. Like when you wake up in the morning, you're not like uh, you're like, hey, it's you. Yeah. You know, yay. that's the best connection. That's like Arsenio Hall. I wanted to say Arsenio Hall. You like from the nineties, like woo, 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 yeah. woo, like that with the with the yeah. fist pump. Like that Uh-oh. is yes. I mean, I've shared a house with you guys before. When I, my ex partner, I heard you guys having sex. It was real hot. So oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't curve like that though. I tell my friends like, yeah, if you have sex with me, I'll probably have my my ear up to the vent. Or you, so. um, oh, I just learned something new. Yeah. You, know? you guys were upstairs, and yeah. the walls were very thin. Oh. And I could hear it was in the morning, and I was like, well. This all right. This <laughs> um, I think that's that. That surrender. I think yeah. so. Surrendering is what it sounds like. You're saying part of surrendering is not buying into everything that you taught or think is is true or right. all the shoulds and should yeah. not. It's not just like surrendering. A lot of people think of surrender as giving up or weakness. No, no, it's a different. You know, there was something because I just feel like this this key 
tidbit of wisdom or life lived that I want to share from what Chris was just saying and then also going on to the surrendering um, is that I would definitely say for women, because I experienced it as a woman, and I don't care who your partner is, male, female, or whatever, um, words are one thing, as long as they're not, you know, hurting you. But Chris would say to me, I'm not ready for a relationship. I, you know, I don't want a relationship. But the way he looked at me, the way he treated me, the way he honored me with his eyes and finding that it was like, this is not aligning. And so if I was not secure enough in myself Hmm. that like, okay, he's not all, he doesn't want to get married. Whoops. Check him off. I threw up lots of red flags. Yeah. Scared a lot of women away, but she knew better than I did. Yeah. That's powerful. You can feel, you're talking about the the energetic. The energetic. She's like, he's just confused. He doesn't realize how much he loves me. He's in his head and he's, and he's buying into all these other things. I could feel it. And also I was going through my own situation because talk about surrendering. I was married to a man that was a great big, you know, 230-pound football player, macho kind of guy. And here's Chris. Nobody is seeing him right now. But he's a tall, lean jiu-jitsu fighter who doesn't even really watch football. He's kind of a babe. He is a, he's a total babe. <laughs> he's a sexy yeah, babe. He is a babe. But, yeah. but for me, and this isn't a but, this is a just this is where my mind was. It's like, okay, he's, there's something about him that's feeding my soul and feels so aligned and so comfortable it's easy even when it's not easy it's easy and so I started surrendering before I met him I started like just putting it out there like I keep looking you know your radar where you're looking around and okay that one no that one yes forget that wipe that off I mean sure there's certain things that you're going to say no to but be open Mm -hmm. be open follow the purpose to surrender and part of the story is I when I entered that motor home, and this will kind of help with the, I'm going to do a little reading Story, from the yeah. book. Yeah, she's going to do a reading. But um, as I said, I ended up after my, you know, I just call it, it was an odyssey of self-exploration, self-love. Really a part of me died, and I was reborn as Shooting Star, which was a name that I gave myself when I went within and saw this light in my eyes. I actually had a, a tribal elder come up to me at a party, and that's a whole other part of the book, but... He said that they, people go to Burning Man and have a name that more so resonates with who you are on the inside because you get your birth name. And I'm like, who are you, he said. And, and basically, I'm thinking, I'm a grandmother, I'm a designer, I'm a mom, I'm this. But so anyway, I'm shooting Star. I'm at Burning Man. I name myself Star with this tribal elder because this light goes off in my eyes. My eyes are closed, and I'm trying to realize who I am. And I realize that I have this strength inside me that every single person listening does. You all do. It's your guiding light. It's your heart. It's your, it's, your, it's your desires. Don't let it be quenched. And that light inside of me was what always guided me. And you always have to go back to that. And I surrendered to find somebody that could align and embrace all the love I had to give. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I want someone who's going to treat me like a queen and I want, I want. It was like, no, I want someone who can embrace all the love I have to give. And that, in, in, if I can just postulate what that entails <laughs> the surrender piece it's not distracting yourself i'm assuming right with the things that pr- possibly could hinder you from learning about who you really are inside yes. uh and 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 maybe i'm wrong with these are the things that i'm doing because i'm working on the same thing i'm working yes. the same path to find out who I am. Who is April? Who the yes. fuck am I? Am I a shooting star? No. <laughs> Maybe I am, I don't know, call me Saffron. That's my stripper name. Ooh. But like, you know. Ooh, I like I it. Like Good starting so place. I'll tell you what, afterwards, 
Um, I will do a short thing and we'll get a name for you. I have a way that the same way he named me. So what are some other things though? That was what I was, my brain was going from your, from your experience and your expertise because you really are, you have, you are an expert in this because I have seen the love that you share and it's, it's, it's unparalleled really, uh, to a lot of other uh, things that I've witnessed and, and there's a lot of love there and everyone's going to be different, but what are the things that folks can do really to relinquish some of these, these, these attachments that they hold on to, to be within that, with, within themselves to like open themselves up to love, whether they're in a relationship or whether they're searching for it. There's so many things. One of the ones that came to, to mind, I mean, definitely surrendering and to answer, to go a little backwards on what you said. It's not like I have that down. I mean, I still deal with it at times um, because life is never going to be and a relationship's never going to be as perfect as you want it to be. And I'll tell you one thing, I'm never going to be the perfect partner either. So it's, it's, it's like realigning and going back to that place of surrendering and realizing that you're in it for a purpose, whatever your journey is, whether it's finding out more about yourself and what you're looking for, it's don't get off track. Like go back to, um, and the key that I'm going to give you, one of the keys that we, that I teach, like I said, it's not the destination, it's a journey. And me teaching and coaching and doing these amazing retreats, we've come up with 10 sacred tools and they're, they are, they came from my journey, writing the book and understanding what I kind of did that helped, not kind of, I full on, 100% mm. doggedly did to create the life I now have. You have to have clarity on what you're wanting, what you're really, you're doing this deep work, like, and I think it's awesome that you're doing this, April. And sometimes you can't do the work if you're clouded because you're in an unsupportive relationship or you're not being supportive to yourself. Mm. So first you have to really, really drop in and love yourself and realize the voice within your heart and within your mind and your soul. And then I have a thing where I have people write. I may have talked about this in past podcasts. Write a hundred things oh, that you're yeah. looking for in a soulmate. And, you know, don't get to he has to be six four and 250 pounds. You know, more about, and, it, and it's not, it can be, um, I want to travel to Thailand. I, I had number, I brought this up before. By the time I hit like number 78 or 79, I was like, okay, what else? Oh, be cool if he speaks French because that's sexy. I didn't realize till I met Chris. I mean, he hit like almost all hundred things, but I was looking down my list when I found it, and yeah, and I was point to him. Je parle français, <laughs> <laughs> but he speaks it fluently, and not, and not quite anymore. But well, yeah. Anyway, so just so be clear on what you really want. Be clear want. on mm-hmm. what you really want, and then like the title of my book, believe it's going to happen to you, and mm-hmm. surrender. And nothing happens in life if you sit on your ass and you don't do anything. Yeah, you, you don't just sit and wait. You yeah. have to be active and you have to not give up. And I would pull out from the dating pool every now and then when I was going through that. I was like, forget this, like everybody does. But I get back up on the horse and I called it my science experiment because I found that that the men that I dated, because that's the pool I was in, I um, if they blamed everything on their exes, whatever their ex was, whether a wife or whatever, they were not involved enough for me. When the, the man that sat there and could take some ownership, those are the men I wanted to spend more time with. Mm-hmm, yeah. Amen yeah. Yeah. So, so I learned more about what I was looking for. I learned more about people and I learned more about myself. Yeah. 
So I don't know yeah. if that helps. That's a hundred percent great advice. And I think I mean obviously there's there's more tips. Yes. And I think that you nailed some some pivotal things that can help people because it is I feel like we all get stuck in our stories of who we are yep. and how, how we're brought up or what we're supposed to be or and that is the internal struggle for a lot of people and maybe not everyone. And the other the other thing that could be it's times of COVID. So this could yes. be a, a difficult time to put yourself out there. Right. Yep. And hopefully by the time folks are listening to this, maybe it's 2023 and you're like, no, it's not times of COVID. So the advice of getting out there is great. And I think if you are in times where you can't get out there, that is an opportunity to do the work on yourself. Exactly. The things that light you up. Don't just watch the fucking all of Netflix. Just go <laughs> ahead and, and start doing the Netflix things that light you up. Netflix taught me how to love. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberlube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberlube, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O-face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. You know, when you say, you know, find self-love, they're like, well, I don't even know how to do that. It's not something that it's easy. It's not really the easiest to always find on your own. So going to retreats and workshops, reading the books, yes. you know, seeing therapists, yes. et cetera, it's yeah. really dedicating, yeah. yeah, coaching, dedicate yeah. yourself to the work. So, and I think it's multifaceted. You can, you can do all of these things here. I mean, it's all a part of the journey. It's, it's also, yeah, it's like when I was alone, it would be really easy to sit there and I would often do it and pull up to my house and cry. Oh my God, I'm going to the house alone and feeling sorry for myself and the victim and all of that. But then I also realized, you know, you are going to find love. I believed in it. Even when I didn't believe in it, I would tell myself I believed in it. And I thought, this is your time to really experience some things and push the limit and step out of the box. And I did. I I, I remember I had this pattern because I love to work out and I was driving to the gym one day and I'm like, going to the gym. I just want to do something different. 
What do I want to do? I can do anything I want. And I thought, I want to take a pole dancing class. <laughs> I, I just at the red light. And I Googled it. And there was one that started in 15 minutes, three blocks behind me. Boom. Turn around. <laughs> S-Factor? No, I have done that, too. Ooh, I have done good. S-Factor. This was down in Monterey. Um, I ended up being with a bunch of girls that were my daughter's age. And I'm pretty strong at the time. I, I'm still strong, but I did an inversion. I just flipped my body up, put, pulled my legs around, and next thing I know, my daughter called me a couple days later. Mom, were you at a pole dancing class? <laughs> and did you invert? Oh my god! Did she but, have a friend in there or something? <laughs> yeah, I she had a friend. Mom, do an inversion so, on the pole. I don't know why that story flowed out of me, except for I guess to say that at times now, COVID, or even without COVID, when you have these times where you can really just step into the victim and 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 patterns it's time to really do the deep work and find and go deep and cry the fucking tears gosh i'm saying fuck a lot but it's just i was gonna say fuck as much as my mom doesn't like it but okay (laughs) sorry 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 cry the tears that are deep and inside and we'll touch on that in a few minutes here but um and you know really do a business you know you do business plans for your business but when did you sit down and really write a hundred things that you're wanting in your life with a partner and then look at if you're really mourning over somebody who it didn't work out with maybe don't think about that person when you're writing the hundred things realize this is maybe why it didn't work it didn't align yeah alignment is everything alignment it's is huge it's, it's also huge. easier to talk, talk about what you don't want which yeah. is what people i think we talked about this on the show the the talk about, yeah we talked about oh i don't want him to have this or yeah. i don't want her to be like this or i don't yeah. want them to be like this yeah. but it's like no yeah what do you really want the though positive. right yeah. so yes. what are you looking for if you want them to like pizza then say i want them say, to like pizza but yes. don't say i don't want them to like chicken nuggets <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well to me positives are always the way to go i mean positive the law of attraction or how, you know and whether or not that's woo woo or not it's just no, that's real that's real and well and even taking about the laws of attraction out of it if we uh, if you if you do the work on yourself the likelihood of meeting someone that meets you yes. there yes. is laws of attraction aside you're shining that yes. exactly. it's the gravitational pull i was yeah. talking about it's, he, it's yeah it's undeniable it's yeah. it was so interesting cuz within meeting chris within i don't know 4 or 5 hours and pretty amazing dancing in the dust and everything he he said something about i'm always I find myself always attracted to goddesses. And I said, oh, he goes, you're a goddess. And I said, oh, really? Okay, well, why Why do you say that? And he described me in just that short time in talking to me. And the woman he described was exactly the woman I had. It was like the better version of myself that I had been working so hard. And it's like he mm-hmm. saw that because he he didn't. I was still struggling with some of the work that I had to do. And I did. And I honestly believe I'll say this is another key thing. You can do all the work that you're going to do on yourself, and you need to. You really, that's the gift. You should love yourself more than, you know, anybody else before you can give that love to, to, to somebody else. Yeah, you've got to be worthy. But the thing is, is the work that you're doing now, those people who are not in a relationship and looking or healing from one, when you step into the right aligned relationship, that's when there's some work that can't be done. I, I just firmly believe that until you're in a relationship, because when it's just you, you know, you're not having to balance yourself with somebody else. Yeah. And I learned a lot through dating. And if I had been married to the same man who passed away, which I probably would be, I, I wouldn't be as good a partner because being, having multiple partners and different dating, what I did, and I think is a really good thing to step into is I started to see patterns where I realized I, I wanted to blame the other person, but I thought, 
I need to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some of these things. This is how I, I argue. And now I don't argue that way. Now I calm myself down and I come back and I say, okay, look, I cooled down. I shared this with you guys before we started to record. I'm not really so much just upset about this particular situation, whatever it is. On a bigger level, this is where I'm in. It's either my wounding that you're hitting on and I want to feel safe. And if he can hold that space, I'm going to stay and continue the relationship. If he throws it against me or he can't hold that space for me, that might not be the right person for me to be at. Mm-hmm. And that transitions to an awesome tip. And I know we will need to get to the reading soon. But yeah. um, but for the people who are stuck at home in COVID or just who are not single but are in a relationship, one of the tips I wanted to share and something that Lisa is brilliant at um, – and this gets into sexuality as well. You know, um, you guys probably know this riddle, but like, what's the, the uh, biggest biggest sex organ? Yeah, your brain. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, right? They yeah. start thinking, oh, it's my boobs. Yeah. Um, no, it's your, it's, your, it's, it's my your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and in and in jujitsu, you know, and in and sports and stuff, you know, we have a, a saying that you know the fight isn't won on the mat. The fight is won in the months before in the training that mm. got you to the into the place so that when you showed up you were you were there. And the same thing with 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 great sex, you know. Great sex, you know, doesn't happen just like boom right there in the bed. It's it's the the days or hours leading up to that that create that space, that create that safety, that create that openness of the of the mind to to, to be in that beautiful open space where you don't have any resentment or any fear or any doubt and you can just completely surrender to the to the beauty of the experience. Mm-hmm. And and Lisa is great at that in relationship because when you've been with somebody for 10 years, it's easy to build up a lot of, you know, yeah 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 kind of, you know, well, you know, he did this and did that and you know, resentments and things and Lisa never lets anything get swept under the rug, which can be really freaking annoying yeah. sometimes. Cause, cause, <laughs> you know, it's so much easier to go to bed and I'll get up in the morning and we'll forget about it. But, you know, but the problem is she won't. She'll, she won't, she'll forget about it, but she won't let go of the feeling of negativity that, you know, left from whatever argument we had or whatever thing we left unresolved. And so she um, is relentless about cleaning that up. And so that creates a, a mindset that, you know, that, leaves us open for you know better intimacy and and, and deeper connection and i'm sure you do it in a way that isn't a you did this chris and i yeah it's your fault i'm gonna blame you because that's that's the hard thing right when you're triggered really hard and i might start uh, that way it does it's (laughs) definitely definitely i can be a bitch on wheels there i go kissing again you know i i am yeah i like i the passion passionate super passionate side of me is also on that Super passion comes in all different shapes and sizes. You know, when I'm angry or pissed. But I'm glad you brought that up because it's not, it's really, I just realized this just about a week ago. I said, and I might have mentioned a little earlier, is that if I walk away from it, instead of, I'm so mad at him and why wouldn't he, all that, you know, then I take a deep breath and I'm like, what is it, what's really working here, right? So I realized, and I said to him the other day, I said, I don't. I think this is never going to go away. My past pain, even though I'm really healed with you, is like a little pilot light. And I think I brought that up a little earlier. And whatever this is that's happening, the bigger picture is, it's it's firing it up for me. And so let's talk about the bigger picture. So it's not pointing at, this is how I feel. Then he tells me how he feels. Okay, are we done? I go, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I, I really feel that resentment, is something that builds in way too many relationships, friendships, love relationships. And and when you really sit down and you talk in the core and you do it in a place of love, you know, then, then and support, you're going to grow 
deeper in love. Yeah. And, and the bigger and the bigger picture is definitely where it's at. Because a lot of the little hurts and things, there's actually a lot more going on, like you're saying there. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. upset that you didn't do the dishes. Yeah. But what am I really upset about? Am I not feeling seen or understood yes. or right, cared for? The bigger thing. Is this, yes. is this right. older because my mom or dad yeah. didn't do that for me or because this feels like a repetitive thing? I feel like I'm working here. for you, so I'm going to start charging you by the hour. Yeah. I'm just kidding. And that I'm gets back that. into <laughs> gratitude and being, you know, appreciative of the person you're with and not taking them for granted after 10 years, you know. Yeah. My favorite example was, you know, it's like the, when you're first dating a woman and, like, she makes you a sandwich. You're like, oh, my God, thank you. You made me a sandwich, right? Yeah. But after 10 years, you're like, yeah, thanks. What's, uh, this, is, yeah. this is my favorite kind. Where's the spread? It'll you know, be six ninety five. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's like you got to appreciate. And, and that's another thing that Lisa does great um, and that I try to do, too, is, you You know, are just scoring all kinds of points, honey. <laughs> you're getting late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is and this is a good tip for the men out there and for the women as well is you know to to try to never stop treating your partner like 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 their first date mm-hmm. you know i mean lisa and i just had a date like uh, mm-hmm. a, f- a few nights ago and it was a great for it was like a great first yeah. date. if that had been a first date i would have been like yes yeah. you know it was awesome um you you need to dress up you need to look nice you need to take her out and and you know and and or him and, out and or treat, them out yeah treat yeah. her yeah him or her out and, and even and, 10 years later and treat yep. them try to yeah intimacy try to create intimacy a, date a, night. An so wear something experience. nicer than you would if it's an oh, in-home yeah. right. date even like I go right. and put on some don't take off your sweatpants yep. and Go and put on that's something that's I, I live in my fucking I came pants. down. He mentioned I got it. dressed today just for her, actually. You did. You did. He said, I feel <laughs> I didn't like need to get you dressed. Did. I love that. That is huge. Yeah. It is huge. He because said he wanted like, a sexy, he wanted me to wear a sexy elf outfit, which I did not have. And it just so happened. I just that, pulled that out of my butt. She's that, like, what do you want me for Christmas? So, I'm like, I don't know. A sexy, a sexy elf, elf outfit. So, but on Amazon, you can get everything there. I'm not plugging it. But it happened to arrive the day of our intimacy date night thing that we were doing. And I went, aha. So, you know, it's just, uh, that's another thing is that. But yeah, if you don't want your wife walking around looking all frumpy every day in her sweats, then then don't wear your sweats and stuff every day. You, like, dress yeah. yourself up, comb your hair, brush your teeth, look, yeah. look Shave nice your beard. for your portal. Shave your beard. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to. If you want. And your pubes, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you want yeah. And you don't have to necessarily do all be, the time. Be but... the lover you want to have. Yeah. I, so I'm really excited to have this passage from the book read because this mm. is new for me. So, um. I, as I said a couple of times here, is I went to Burning Man to bring my first husband, Keith, who died of brain cancer. I brought his ashes to the Temple of Transition. And um, I never thought I would meet a man who would be my second husband there. And um, Chris and I had this powerful meeting, and uh, I did find out that this candle that I had lit for two years, surrendering... Um, and dating and doing all of that during that time, I found out within 24 hours that uh, he was the maker of the candle, mm-hmm. that he actually, his company, made this candle, and he wrote the words, Discovery of a Soulmate. So this particular passage is we've returned from Burning Man after being there for pretty much inseparable. I mean, we did do things separately, went to the to the temple separately, et cetera. Five days at Burning Man together is like three months of dating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you're just time. really open. You're not tied into your phone. You're off the grid. It's just, it's really an amazing container. It can be. And so I invited him to come to real life, the default world, and to see the candle. Everything looked perfect as I heard the car pull in the driveway. Duke ran to the door, and I took a deep breath, then went over and opened the door. Chris stepped in with a big smile and that familiar gleam in his eyes. We gave each other a warm embrace, and I immediately felt my body relax. 
peace washed over me as we held one another for a very long time. We pulled just slightly apart to give each other a sweet, deep kiss. I can't believe you're really here, I said. He smiled. It's great to see you. I was looking forward to it. He looked around. Something smells good. I told you I was cooking a feast for us. We went to the kitchen, and I added some season to the salmon, sitting on the countertop, and I stirred the risotto. Chris looked over my shoulder. That looks yummy. He grabbed me from behind and wrapped his arms around my waist, but not as yummy as you. I could no longer contain my excitement. I have a surprise for you. What is it? Without a word, I took his hand and started leading him to my room. Oh, you're taking me to see the candle, he said. Yes, and something else. In the bedroom, Chris studied my elaborately decorated bed. Wow, look at your goddess bed. It felt good to see his excitement. It was exactly what I was going for. This is the surprise. I wanted to make my bed just like the one we slept in at Burning Man. Do you like it? Yes, it's perfect. He walked over to the candle. That's my candle, all right. Did you have any doubt? No, but it's pretty amazing actually standing here and looking at it together so far from Burning Man. When should we light it, I asked. Chris looked deep into my eyes. We'll know the right time, and then we'll light it. It was the perfect answer. We kissed again, getting lost in each other. I pulled away and said, I'd better go check on our dinner. I don't want it to burn. Yes, it's definitely getting hot in here. We headed back to the kitchen and stood sipping wine, reminiscing about our time at Burning Man, laughing at all the funny memories. Chris gave Duke a pat on the head, and of course Duke wouldn't leave Chris's side after that. We kept pulling into each other, the connection undeniable. Later, I'd learned that Chris had been thinking of excuses to not come see me and light the candle. He knew once he came to visit me, there would be no turning back, and that scared him. Just a few weeks earlier, he was sure he didn't want a relationship, and that the universe had given him a deep relationship that would only grow with the visit and lighting of the candle. He knew deep inside he had to come. Eventually, Chris gave me a passionate kiss that didn't end, walking me backwards from the kitchen down the hallway to the goddess bed, where we lay down and wrapped our bodies together in passion. My journey since Todd and I had split included many incredible passionate connections with some really wonderful men. But what Chris and I were experiencing as we continued to immerse ourselves in one another was very different. There was a deep bond between us from the time we'd spent together at Burning Man. We'd share soulful thoughts about our lives and losses, and this brought us very close in a short amount of time. Chris had this wonderful way about him that made me feel safe, protected, and most of all gave me a sense of deep peace. It was a feeling I wanted to be lost in forever. We had forgotten about dinner, making passionate love for hours. We were making up for all the silence and stillness that was forced upon us the first time we made love in a hotel room ten days earlier. Our bodies moved together, like we'd been lovers in another lifetime, the passion effortless and euphoric as we kissed deeply, our two bodies merging, becoming one. Once we both surrendered, there was no turning back. Just as Chris knew would happen, Chris looked deeply into my eyes without fear. As hours passed, he told me again and again, I am here to love you. He smiled that warm, wonderful smile, and my heart melted. You are safe with me. It felt like a wall that had surrounded my heart, one that I wasn't completely aware of was slowly coming down. I sat straddling Chris, our eyes locked, 
looking deep into one another's soul. I felt a strong connection that went beyond words and is hard to describe. My body was gyrating in a slow, rhythmic dance on top of him. As he whispered once again, I am here to love you. My heart expanded with love. You are safe with me. All of a sudden, I was overtaken by a deep release of emotion. All the fear and grief I held inside for so long was finally trying to release. I could actually feel it bubbling up inside of me. My mind flashed to hearing the words from the doctor after Keith's brain surgery. You have to be strong. Those powerful words had led me to build a wall around my heart to stay strong for Keith and my daughters. And now it was melting away as my entire being experienced a powerful amrita of sweet nectar flowing from my body onto my love beneath me. The flow of bliss and deep healing mixed together to create a powerful elixir that released unprocessed grief that had been locked inside of me. What I was experiencing was a sacred intimacy healing, a spiritual metamorphosis. My body trembled, opening the floodgates of indescribable emotions that finally allowed all the pent-up fear, pain, and grief to flow from me. My entire being shook as I wailed uncontrollably. It was a release of fear that had been held tightly in my core for over eight years, fear to trust again, to open my heart and soul on a deep, vulnerable level. There was something about the words that Chris whispered to me over and over again. You're safe with me. It's okay. Let it go. That finally allowed me to release my pain. I cried as he comforted me, stroking my hair and my body, all the while with his sweet brown eyes locked on mine. It's okay. You're safe with me, he smiled sweetly. I'm here to love you. I became instinctively aware that he could feel what I was feeling. We shared a moment of profound healing that I will never forget. My Serbalto was my knight in shining armor, except he was naked. It's okay, you can cry, he said. Let it go, you're safe. Let it go. I had no control. My body vibrated, shaking loose all the fear. I realized in that moment I had never fully processed the profound agony of losing Keith. Now, with each prolonged and articulate mournful cry, I continued to process and release the grief and suffering that had been locked deep inside. I could actually feel it leaving my body. Chris comforted me, stroking my face and body, and I felt held in a safe container of his love and genuine caring for my heart. He continued to create this wonderful space for me to experience this life-changing release of emotion. I eventually collapsed and laid on top of him, our warm, naked bodies pressed together. He ran his fingers through my hair. I'm so glad I could be here for you, he said. I'm honored that you feel safe and trust me. I did trust him. There was something different about this man. I felt it since the first time I kissed him. Our time together surpassed any expectations either of us could have imagined. We get, began to realize our relationship had a purpose. I glanced at the candle that it Chris. I can't believe I'm lying here with the maker of that candle. You wrote the words that spoke to my soul and made me buy it. Discovery of a soulmate, I whispered. How fitting. Do you think we should light it now, I smiled. I think this is the perfect time. We picked up the candle together. My sacred candle had been lit so many times as I sat alone and journaled over the past two years. I had sat in my bed moving from house to house 
and now it moved with me, and now I was holding it, this fateful candle, with the hands of the man who created it. Chris picked up a lighter, and we lit the candle, holding it close. We watched as the flame flickered and danced. Chris kissed me as the candle illuminated our faces. I reached for my cell phone by the side of the bed. We need to take a picture to capture this moment. So we did, two happy lovers with a magical candle flickering in front of us. It was a picture I would treasure forever. As we lay there watching the candle dance, we shared our feelings deep into the night. Chris finally said, I'm hungry. I wonder what time it is. It was 11 p.m. We had been in the goddess bed for five hours. Mic drop, buy the book. (laughs) Like, wait, what happens next? What happens before? How did all this happen? Oh, my God, this is so... So just, yeah, moved by that. And, you know, we already talked a lot about, um, we have to actually wrap up the podcast here soon because I have to go see a client, but we <laughs> talked a lot about just, I just want to highlight that the things that you said, and actually my partner has said some of those things to me too, and I remember just this, a similar thing, deep release, crying, yeah. you know, naked, and him just holding me, same thing, you're safe, you're, yeah, let it go, like, I, you know, I, I can handle all of you. Um, and I just think that that is... So powerful. I think it's powerful for anyone to hear, regardless if you're a different man or woman or, any, or however you're any, anything else. Um, but I just, you know, in our last final moments here, and then we'll talk about how people can buy the book and you know, take all the workshops and learn more. Um, I just, re- obviously, that did a lot for you to hear that, for you to actually go in this space, Lisa, this, and, and so the safety. But I guess my last question for you, for you Chris, is like, how you probably generally felt that in that moment, right? For her in the moment, did you did you show up that way for every other woman that you're with? Were you taught this when you were younger? Did you take some workshops on this? <laughs> That's such a good question. Good. I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid the answer is no. I don't. I don't know if I showed up for anybody like that. I, and that speaks back to you know having a purpose in your relationship and following your 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 purpose and your heart and your soul more than your expectations or your laundry list. Um, and actually uh, that was a, a, bu- a beautiful, every as moment is as beautiful as she described it. And that's how I remember it. It was incredible and it's erotic and it was passionate. It was spiritual and it was healing and it was all those things. But at the same time, I was kind of stuck in my head a little bit because like this was like our first date outside of Burning Man. And, and, <laughs> I, and I was, you know, a few hours earlier, I was still trying to wondering if I, I even wanted to go, you know, I was like, do I, cause I was afraid, like if I go, I'm probably going to end up in a relationship and I don't want to be in a relationship. So maybe I should try to get out of this. So, I mean, that was like still a dialogue in my head, even as I drove down there, it's like, well, I, I can't not go, I gotta go, but we'll just see what happens. And all of a sudden I'm in this like profound, deep, you know, powerful experience. And I'm, a little scared because on the one hand, these words are just coming out of my mouth. And in fact, the first time I said, you know, I'm here to love you, like I bit my tongue and I stopped myself because like, you don't want to say that. Like, <laughs> That's like really deep, man. And, you know, you're just like, this is our first time together, really, you know. And then and then, and then a few minutes later, it just it, it, like it just came out on the, it was on the tip of my tongue again. And so I was like, I got to stop holding these words back. And so I said it. And it didn't feel bad, you know. I said it, and then I, you know, I started saying, you know, you're safe with me, and I was like, is she really safe with me? I mean, I'm still not even sure what I'm doing here, you know. Yeah. So there was like this dialogue going on in my head, but, um, but I deep down I knew, well, you know, even if, even if 
you know, even if we don't stay together forever, I know that I'm going to, you know, treat her with reverence and respect and love. Right. And, and you help. feel this truly and I'm in this gonna, moment. And that gonna moment. I'm going to hold he the space for her in this moment, whatever yes. it is. And I'm, yes. I know she's safe with me tonight. And, yes. you know, for at least a, a while, you know, and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to hurt her or be, you know, treat her poorly. So um, but but, yeah, it was it was tough. But again, it was just um, I don't, I don't you know. surrendered. I surrendered. It was just it he was just letting go to what wanted to happen. And it wasn't like when I had the Amrita and the and, and what Amrita's female ejaculation. Yeah, I mean, which I had found in my sexual you know journey, and I had a lot of fun with that. But this was, like I said, a dam. It was like feeling everything releasing the tears, the vibration, the female ejaculation. Yeah, I mean, was, she was wailing and shaking. Oh, I mean, yeah. there was like it was grief, deep, deep crying, it was from, deep like deep yeah. stuff just coming out. Yeah. I felt like I was witnessing this like just yeah. incredible healing and um it was, it was And profound. it was, it wasn't in that moment that I was thinking, okay, I found him, he's my husband, you know, when I say knight in shining armor, it was just exactly what you said, Amy. I felt genuinely safe in that container. I didn't know where it was going. I didn't even care about. It. I was so in that container. I think I I think Cher said it best when she said, "Do you believe in life after love?" <laughs> because it can happen. I can feel something inside myself, which brings me to the book Believe. Right? Yes. It's like how can people? So it's out. It just came out when yes. we're launching this episode. How can people find your book? How can people work with you? I know Chris is not in the realm of coaching. He actually is. He's oh, coaching. You are? Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Into that. We I did a assistant coach. You have a, a jack of all trades. She's here. the big gun. I do the, the yes, but he does our retreats and workshops. And a little side note that uh, we have one that was all scheduled in Todos Santos, Mexico, for love couples and for people that aren't couples looking and seeking a uh, relationship and love and um, teaching the sacred s- steps. And we were so excited pre-COVID, uh, Amy, our, your wonderful Amy Baldwin was going to do a part of the coaching and the Tantra and, and, and really help with that. And so, yeah, that's another thing that we're, it's still on our website, which is where you go to order the book. You can learn all about um, our coaching. Uh, if you sign up on the website, we send out tips all the time on how to deepen your relationship or look for a soulmate. And um, sacredsoulmate.com. It's www.sacredsoulmate.com. Okay. Soulmates. 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 Sorry. Yes. Soulmates. Yeah. Soulmates. You're correct. Thank you yeah. for correcting me. And uh, there's an author page on there. Um, we'll have the link with your podcast where you can go right directly to it and order the book and learn more about it. And I have another book that the uh, Black Rose writing, who is my publisher, um, that's going to be the going into the deeper story and actually talking about the 10 sacred steps and mm. breaking them down, kind of a self-help where if I, I'm just feeling that some people might want, want a little more of the tools that are part of this story, and it's my way of continuing to help. And, share and you, you can also get the book on Amazon, though, and Barnes yes. and Noble. Yeah, can, it's available yeah. Kindle, everywhere. it's everywhere. But you, yeah. if you do order from your website, you have a great cause, which you I, mentioned, which I think is important to yes. tell our listeners. Yes. So if you want to support this cause, go to sacredsoulmates.com. Yes. yes. So like I mentioned, Keith, my first husband who passed away from brain cancer at 42, um, I set up a, a fund, um, Keith Nick's... Uh, Memorial Fund with UCSF Medical Center that specializes. I mean, there's so many people that it's such a terrible disease. So a portion of the book uh, sales goes in his honor and Mm -hmm. helps people with uh, brain cancer. 
and research on that. And that's um, that would be helpful if they want to buy it through the website. Mm-hmm. And um, I can then give more money to, yeah. <laughs> to help out this worthy cause. And, and, then, and then the first, okay, so no, we're not doing the first. You said if everyone, people go sign up for your newsletter on your website. Yes. They enter, this is for the next week. So this is until the 26th of January, 2021. So you have a week if you're listening. Yes. To go sign up, everyone gets entered into a raffle. Yes. To win, you can write five copies, sign copies of your book, and there's five free coaching sessions. Yes. So there's 10 chances to win. And, and, um, one hour coaching sessions or 30 minutes? 30 minutes. You know, it's, it's, it says, I've never done it. I say 30. If I say an hour, if I say an hour, it's going to turn into an hour and a half. Yes, our podcast will be we'll say minutes, thirty, but you're probably going to. <laughs> but it's it usually yeah, and and there's always something that is specific to that person that I, it's you know I'm I'm not going to try and sell you on coaching. This is just my way of giving back, and well, it's free. Yeah, and right it's free. free. So and it's it's um, and you might get an autographed book that yeah. you can read. And well, you learn. don't lose, and then you also if you don't you know, win, you get all these free tips and things yes. too. And Yes. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, so excited. I have uh, uh, we'll get a signed copy ourselves. But I yes, Michelle. Yes, I mean I live down the street. I'll be like, hello, Lisa. Relationship issues. Well, thank you. I know this was a magical, beautiful episode. I think was. Thank you. I think it's going to hit home and penetrate deeply into all the the folks that. Uh, are listening right now and and uh, thank you for sharing Both your you. gift your your beautiful experiences together yeah. and for uh, being a part of Shameless Sex Time Whoa. 4.0 now yeah. it's the 4.0 version Ooh. wow I mean yeah thank you I mean I was just so I I feel it's just such a gift to spend this time I'm so happy that what you guys are giving out to the world and mm. listening to your shows and what you do. And I just love you guys and watching the growth and be a part of it as I'm growing too. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, a little, little side note is that believe I shared with you guys, um, and I circle back to the screenplay writer who was interested in it. It's been, it's been put out to about 50 actors, actresses and Netflix and to be possibly put into motion picture or streaming. So, yeah, I believe in the magic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe because mm-hmm. it's all about everybody that's out there. Share your gifts. And this is a gift that came to me. I'm giving back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe. I don't believe I can fly because I tried. <laughs> but I do believe <laughs> in, this bu- <laughs> in this book. And I believe also in wine, the spirit of wine. Oh. Uh, because we've been drinking it this show. Not too much. Don't worry. Just a little bit. And if you love wine as much as Amy and I, and obviously Lisa and Chris do, because they were participating in the wine drinking, go to marginswine.com and learn why Amy and I have been huge fans of this small batch boutique, very beautifully made wine. Every bottle is made with love and if you sign up for the newsletter you can get the limited release you can be part of the club okay it's the wine club but you don't have to pay for it so check it out marginswine.com and if you go to our website amy loves this because she she knows i never remember the code so you just go to our website and if you buy three or more bottles you can save 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 i'm just then i'm we don't sell on our website because we can't it's not legal um so anyway just check that out marginswine.com and for all of you out there that have joined us for another episode of Shameless Sex, we love you. We will see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.